0: Hey!
1: Hey! Hey! One off the wood family, welcome back for another episode I think this is episode 39 We are joining up across the country again i we've got a bit of a different one uh, This is a mixtape volume 2 We did this quite a while back where we mix up a few tracks in between some chat, a couple from me, a couple from Andy, a little bit in between. It's not for everybody, but um, it's a pretty good road trip format. So a few people liked it last time, I think. We're going to run with this again. Andy, Yeah. how are you, mate?
2: Good. Uh, I reckon, I think last time we said the same thing, said this is not for everybody, it's going to have lots of music in it. But then I think it got listened to, like start to finish more than other podcasts. So people that did listen to it, we're into it. There you so go. So if you're tuning out, we just give you a chance to, to leave. All right. Now all the shit counts have gone.
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone that's left is here for the party. Game on. Hey, last episode as well, um, you, you accused me of drinking the same beer uh, all the time and you told me to get a new beer. So, yes. So uh, I've got a new beer for one off the wood. I'm pretty excited about it. And to be honest, I'm a bit drunk already. It's, um, what is it? Oh, so we went for a little surf this morning down um, down Mandraway, Avalon, Burger Cove. It was not grouse, just full of cook soup. but uh, stopped in at the bottle shop and on special at the door is this black can by Bent Spoke Brewing Co. Have you seen those guys around? I've seen them in the shop, I think. Yeah, yeah Bent Spoke. So this is Cluster 8, black can, gold and silver decals on it. It's uh, 8.5% it's got full a double IPA, so full noise on the hops, pretty malty, pretty yeasty, but like eight and a half percent, 2.6 standard drinks in a can. I had one before we started and then I poured the second one, had drunk half of it and then knocked it over when I went to get off the couch. So i um, belted. These things are a real party no, starter.
2: No wonder you're belted because that's basically two emus, right? In one can.
1: Two, two and a bit, two and a half emus. Two and a half, <laughs> yeah.
2: half emus for one can. Bent Spoke from Canberra. Are they? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have seen them at the local. I think, nothing, do you reckon like they the road cyclists?
1: Well, I think it has something to do with that, but this is the chat on the side of the camp. It says, nothing worthwhile comes easily. Drifting off the beaten track allows you to explore roads less travelled. The Drifter Series will broaden horizons, drift in and out, and will no doubt bend a few spokes along the way. My spoke is suitably bent. You do have a bent spoke from all reports. Um,
2: uh, what was it going to say about that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I threw myself off.
2: <laughs> you were thinking about your bent spoke like a kangaroo penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a duck, the twisting number. Have you seen that? Ducks have the biggest penis to body ratio ever. Have you ever seen a duck penis? No, nope. Some of them are like, um, like almost ten times their body length, and they're all like, it looks like a, um, one of those Indian uh, religious guys who like doesn't cut his hair or his fingernails or something, and they just twist and wind up. It they're outrageous. Really? Yeah. Look it up. The duck penis. It's unfathomable. I thought I it was something it that I from.
2: would have heard of before. Have like, a look
1: at just just give it a quick little Google duck penis, giant, really long, curly duck penis. Weird. Cuz I think duck
2: penises grow bigger among rivals. National Geographic. There you go. So if I'm going to how do ducks have sex with their corkscrew corkscrew shape? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> Affirmative <laughs> Fuck a duck
1: <laughs> You wouldn't want to What about like pluck like a duck Do you reckon pluck on. a Maybe duck just, was a rooter Pluck a duck mm. From Hey hey it's Saturday From hey hey it's Saturday. Saturday Definitely behind the sheds You got around it He could have like They're probably into BDS and M Or whatever that is. You He'd mm. probably tie them up Choke them out And still Get the job done With the Rest of it that's, this episode's not about penises. No.
2: Um, I was trying to explain to the English people the other day what Hey, Hate hey Saturday was. There's a lot oh. of weird shit in there when you're actually, you know, explaining to someone who'd never heard of it and talking about um, Dick, dickie, dickie, knee. dickie Knee and pluck a Dark and Red Sign, anyway. And all the blackface that went on. on. Um, uh,
1: That's probably all that face you, when you <laughs> search Hey, Hey, it's Saturday, which just come up with blackface these days.
2: Oh, that reminds me of something we need to add to the list later. Anyway, let's stop mucking around because what we're doing today is we're going to play eight songs. Like you said, you've picked four, I've picked four. We're going to have a little bar snack in, in between. Then we'll introduce a song. We'll go to the track and then we'll add all these tracks to the Spotify playlist. And these are like our favorite tracks or some sort of track that we have that we like now or we've listened to for ages or we think is good.
1: Yep, so I like it. They come so, with a gold oh, stamp from One Off The Wood. Absolutely. And I've got the first track is on me. Um, a quick little story about this. So the track is BJ Thomas by BJ Thomas, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. I think it's 1969. Did I get that right? Correct. I think it is. But everyone knows it. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Are but you going to sing I every song? <laughs> I feel... No, I'm not going to, <laughs> definitely. But I feel like I, um, I've i never actually listened to the song. And anyway, I'll, when I uh, did my little push bike ride across the Nullarbor... I had my iPod just on shuffle and just to change it up, so I didn't know what was coming to keep some variance in the day. And it seemed like the songs that it would play were really relevant to the mood of what was going on, or maybe I was just reading into it too much. But it started raining. I was about at Cliffs, if anyone knows them. They're, like, just past Eucla. It's, like, the straight section's out of the way, but this section is, like, raw on top of the cliffs, pretty hectic. And it starts pissing rain. And I was like, oh, well, here we go. And then raindrops keep falling on my head comes on. I was like, this is uncanny. And if you listen to the lyrics in the song, it's actually fucking incredible. Like, I think in there there's there's one thing I know, the blues they send to me, me won't defeat me. It won't be long till happiness steps up to greet me. It's like, fuck yeah, great tune. Mate, you're Greatly in the zone. You're in. Underrated. You were like
2: connected in, and even your tunes were connected in because you were doing good shit.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a anyway. Since then, I've really appreciated this tune. So, um, are we going to give it a spin now? We'll give it a spin now.
2: I was just going to say, when you sent me your list of tracks, it was on, on the other morning. I put them on, and th- I was like, "What? Raindrops keep falling on my head." Why do we want to listen to that? And as soon as it came, I was like, "Oh, that's right. This song's sick. It is actually yeah. really cool."
1: So. Yeah, give it a spin. Raindrops keep falling on my head. BJ Thomas. Raindrops oh, BJ. Raindrops
3: falling on my head And just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head And they keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun and I said I didn't like the way he got things done He's sleeping on the job And those raindrops are falling on my head And they keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they send to greeting me Won't defeat me It won't be long till happiness fits. It won't be long till happiness steps up to bring me The raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red The cry is not for me Cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining The be- Cause I'm free Nothing's worrying me
2: So, it's a bit of a mix-up at the end there with a da, 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 da,
1: What was that instrument? Um, don't know. It sounded like a bit of a saxophone or something, wasn't it? I don't know. I was listening through your TV
2: through your phone. So, oh. literally could have been an instrument.
0: <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> uh, sick song. Good choice. Good one to get us going. Yeah. Um, hey, I didn't talk about what I'm taking off the wood or what I'm not taking off the wood was
1: because I think
2: I mentioned earlier in the month that I was having a half-fast crack at um, Dry July and then I said, oh, unless someone sort of reaches out and wants to have beers with me and luckily I don't have any friends. So it's actually, I have basically made it all the way through July so I figured I might as well round it out and then I think it's Saturday's the first so I'll have a beer next Saturday good that, but it turned down a couple thing. of years actually i do know some is people
1: it, yeah like uh, it, it is impressive to do because i've thought about it but never ever committed and usually cave in on day one or two i just kind of you need mates like mine we went for a surf this morning and um out straight out of the water to the bottle shop for bourbons that was the has now but now become their thing apparently so the boys just dropping and get bourbons on the way home, and I grabbed a, a man stubby of Bundy rum at 10am in the morning, and just chopped it. And then we ended up stopping at the next bottle shop in Secret Harbour, which is about 20 minutes down the road, and grabbed more bourbons.
2: I reckon is, I would love going on a like a day trip to the surf, like we did it the other week. Went down to uh, Wollongong. I normally wait till 12, but then on yeah, grabbed a six pack at lunchtime, and because I wasn't driving. But yeah, have a have a I love having a, a beer
1: in the car after a surf. I don't reckon there's anything wrong with it, especially because we left at 5:30, so I was up at 10 past five. You know, by the time 10 o'clock comes around, I've been awake for four hours. That's fine.
2: There's nothing wrong That's, with it. I swear we've had this conversation before, where we're convincing ourselves why it's okay to drink in the morning or to drink and drive. It was a did, similar yeah, conversation, but anyway,
1: we did the morning session at Bears in yelling up, and then that's right, surfed, and then had a beer at like eight thirty. Yeah, we right? <laughs> did. That's, that's exactly. I had it. two.
2: Yeah, no, look, I'm all for it, and it's a you've you've had your exercise, so you can have your beer. But anyway, um, well, I'm having the uh, mushrooms. I'm oh, on, you're on the mushrooms instead. At and you said, "Fuck this microdising shit." Got a macro dose so I've yep. I've macroed up. So, I'm feeling pretty awake for a Sunday night.
1: Yeah, the and I've been using it intermittently, um, getting around the lion's mane for just work in the mornings and then same with the, the ratio. instead of taking a drop or two a day, like hitting it five drops and just getting mellow. I think it works. I don't know if it's a placebo, but if it is, well, more kudos to it. Yeah, I was thinking about that because, you
2: know, CBD oil is still not legal in Australia. And you don't want to be smoking weed all the time. But you do want something to mellow you out when you want to get mellow. And I was like, yeah. Well fuck, there's surely there's other stuff out there. And I was googling it the other day and they're like carver, apparently. And oh, like that re- Kava randomly route. when I've been looking for surfboards
1: on Facebook, I keep people are selling carver as well. But mate, that is listening to you. I've never seen an ad for carver. There's like people
2: just around the local area selling bags of kava, but I've heard it tastes like shit. I've never had it. I haven't been to Fiji.
1: Yeah, everyone seems to hate it. It's a... Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's a a couple off the wood. Um, that that was a segue for you to introduce. Well,
2: all right. So I'm not <laughs> having my afterwards. Something terrible so look, that's happened. Something, something fucked up is going on and we probably need our listeners, our f- our family of one-off-the-wood deans to help us out because a podcast has popped up in Perth of all places called A Few Off The Wood. Now, I will say it first. Who the fuck are these cunts?
1: <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, Andy. Who the fuck are you cunts? Honestly, A Few Off The Wood. Like, what is that? You know what that is? That's
2: irresponsible. It is. One off the wood is a responsible amount to take off the wood at any time of the day. A few off the wood. Who are these alcoholics? Like, guys, get your lights. Like, how did you come across it? Because you sent me a news article. These guys made the news somehow. Fuck these guys.
1: They're on Perth now. So, a mate of mine sent me a screenshot and thought that... um, It was me because they had, someone was quoted in a news article on Perth Now, not a reputable news source, but still they said, and it it was so-and-so said on a few off the wood podcast and he sends it to me and he's like, at first I thought this was you, it turns out it's not and I was like, straight back to him, who the fuck are these cunts? And had to look them up. It's a sports podcast. What are they drinking? It's not a drinking podcast, it's a sports podcast.
2: You know what? I'm confused. It's a blatant ripoff, is what it is, and they're trying to they... ride on our coattails. And I will not rest. Was I will not rest until this podcast is squashed into the ground, and these guys are living on the street.
1: Okay. I thought the same thing. We need to. Um, we need to start a not a not an off the cuff uh, trolling campaign. A seriously educated, well thought out, and planned trolling campaign of these motherfuckers we need to um, troll them we need to troll
2: yeah. them and we need everyone listening to troll them as well
1: like what is this trash look at the moment they've got far fewer instagram followers than us That's which is a good thing i looked at their download stats on my podcast app and far fewer per episode but they, they have are only sh- new
2: they have that Shane worn as a guest
1: that's the problem. They had mm. Shane Warren and his son on as a guest, which is fine. I think they played their trump card early. We I need think to they've get gone Ben hard Cousins early.
2: We need to get Ben Cousins on.
1: We need to, yeah, we we need to go hard. We need to seriously throw down. But I think you know they might have gone early. They're prolific creators. They're weekly podcast at the moment. Weekly. I'm not Good encouraging people with that. to listen to. Good them. I luck just think with they're that. running out of fucking um, material. I mean, the one off the wood. The original, the best, and a year older or two years older. Two years older. Our, um, I've always said the mantra for this episode is that you and I, or for this entire podcast, is that you and I can catch up more. That's all our only agenda here. Now we we've got a new agenda. Now, now things have changed. We yeah. have a
2: new agenda, which is to destroy a few off the wood. I'm thinking we start a smear campaign with Perth now. These guys okay. are obviously pedophiles. Um, I heard that he flew multiple times on Jeffrey Epstein's aeroplane.
1: Oh, we could cut and paste pictures of them on his island. Yeah, definitely. That's good. And start posting them. Yes.
2: But you know yep. what we should do? We should try and get hold of them and just have a even have a chat to them.
1: It's just a little front up, you reckon? Just, just face front face. up.
2: The guy looks kind of kind of chunky, I think... I don't know if, can't we'll, say that. if I'd be able to take him by myself, but I think between the two of us, we're probably... There's could. three of
1: them, though. A few off the wood. There's, There's three hosts. three of them. Yeah. Fuck. It could be concerning, but, like, yeah. I think um, we we keep it digital. The You know, we want to hide behind... Um, <laughs> we don't want
2: actual physical behind. violence. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think we keep it digital. But either way, we're going to confront him, and I'd like to get him on. I'd like to... You know, just just see what their thought process was. Because yeah. if they've searched a few off the wood, they've definitely had one off the wood and they know that we're here. But the thing is, it's, the,
2: it's not a few off the wood. It's one off the wood. Yeah. You don't say a few off the wood. That's made up. Your podcast name's made up.
1: It might as well be the Joe Rogan Visit. Exactly. They might as well just call them themselves that. The Joe Rogan Visit. Exactly
2: anyway look we'll f- go and give him a follow to troll and we, right, we haven't, haven't started yet but we need to we'll get on to them and we'll we'll keep we'll have a weekly update on how we're going and taking these guys down because um, it's serious this is serious very- <laughs> and this is this is going to bring us all together
1: us- apart from them having Shane worn on as a uh, as one of their guests in their first couple of episodes. I also worry that any news is good news sort of thing. So now all our um, followers and listeners will be like, oh, who are these motherfuckers? And like, you know, getting on, giving them a follow, giving them a push. But you make sure your comments are derogatory. And derogatory
2: but. only. And if they're not derogatory, it's because you're lulling them to a false sense of security and then hit them with the derogatory. Anyway... <laughs> We appreciate uh, your support on this because obviously they're stealing our um,
1: our identity. Um, <laughs> that's enough of that bad noise, I reckon. Um, Have you got a tune for us? It's your turn. Sure do. This is a cracker.
2: So this is called
1: Ooh La La and it's
2: by a band called Faces and you're probably thinking what the fuck is that? Never heard of it. Is that what you're thinking?
1: Uh, yes, yes it was exactly what I was thinking I, I don't I don't recognise it yeah no any, but I think way. you
2: will recognise it once you hear the chorus and it's in a heap of movies but it's a pretty old song it's like Rod Stewart's old band and um I don't know it always comes up in movies and stuff and it's a sick song so yeah give it a spin it's Ooh La La by Faces
3: alright
1: That's good. I like it. it. It's um, it got me bopping around. Yeah, sucked, uh, you know, well, I appreciated it.
2: I think I might have heard it on Old School, the the movie with Will Ferrell. Pretty sure it's this, in the intro to that.
1: I feel like a lot of those old tunes are all about getting you moving into a lot of different tempo to what the tunes that get you moving these days.
2: Yeah, that's more of a um, like a bluesy shuffle, something like that.
1: But, yeah. It's good stuff. Get more of a swing
2: swing side to side than a grinding at the club. I've got to be honest
1: with you, Andy. I'm watching the end of the D's game. There's a minute left and we're down by three points. You just timestamped the podcast. Now we have to put it out. Um, I didn't say who we're playing. Ah, Okay,
2: good. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, we're
1: losing. And, mate, there's footy for the next 20 days straight or more or 25. It's just a nuts season.
2: What, are well, they going to play every day? They're going to play uh,
1: midweek? Yeah, it's night games. Oh, fuck, it's over. We've lost I hope. <sighs> Mate, we're it's
2: not here over. to talk sport. Save that for a few off the wood. They yeah. talk sport. Fuck we talk guys. camping, adventure, surfing, duck penises, that yeah. sort of thing.
1: <laughs> That's our bag. <laughs> All right, it's over. The footy's done. I just I couldn't concentrate for those few minutes. <laughs> I just... Melbourne well, we uh, lost. That's what they do. Uh, we're really good at it. We're really good at it. We put in a showing, though, and it hasn't hurt our percentage. Hey, um, here's let's something move for on you. From that. Here, go on.
2: When we made 2020 predictions, I might come back to this a bit tonight. We made yep. predictions about the Olympics, and I don't think the Olympics are actually even happening. So neither of us made that prediction. But you sent me something about the Olympics, which I didn't read. But do you want to fill
1: me in on what it actually is? Well, well, we I made a prediction about the Olympics that John John wouldn't surf in it. So, it was kind of true. True, he, yep. You know, that he yeah he didn't um, surf in it. But the Olympics should be starting this week or now about. Um, they're, they're on. Like, it's game time in the Olympics, but obviously they're not going on. So, there's an article I read on the Olympics just like how um, they're pretty retarded. Like, we've come a long way in 100... and. 15 years or 120 years of Olympics, the modern Olympics. The St. Louis Olympics in 1904, and i just paraphrase some of this article, seemed a bit ridiculous. Like the guy who organized the marathon, for example, um, didn't believe in hydration necessarily. He was all about like seeing what would happen to people without hydration. So it was a 32 degree day in um, St. Louis. I think that's in the States. And yep. uh, he, yeah, there was one station for water for the people cruising along but um i'm gonna read <laughs> some of the shit that happened i need to find this article Um uh, yeah so poorly organized um fraught with fraud so if the guy wins right comes running into the stadium as they do and they're about to crown him the champion and give him the medal and then it turns out he actually quit at the 17 kilometer mark and got a lift in a car to the stadium and then he was like, oh, hang on, if I just run in now, I might be able to finish. But it turns out he was winning. So then it was got a bit awkward. And um, so anyway, they disqualified him. And then they looked to the next guy who's coming in the stadium. And this next guy had been collapsing, wasn't in a good state. But his coach didn't also didn't believe in hydration. But he did believe in rat poison. So he'd been feeding him nips of rat poison and brandy for the last 20 or so kilometres of this race so he was fucking <laughs> tripping balls and and like stumbled across the line hallucinating um, and couldn't collect his uh, his prize or whatever it was there's another bloke uh, Felix from Cuba who'd raised a lot of money to get there but then went gambling the week before lost all his money and um, had no clothes or anything so he turns up in dress shoes and like a full p- pants suit and a beret and um, he ended up uh, someone cut his pants off to shorts for him i think he ended up finishing fourth or something in the end in his dress shoes it, it sounded absolutely what? mental what like,
2: like this is it sounds like the the drunk olympics to me yeah 1904 so what it, times were they running like did these guys train well, like if you're not i reckon could like i'm just wondering could i have one i've never well, run a that's marathon, what i wondered but i would yeah. drink water
1: and you'd probably and you probably have you know runners and you could train for it and no well I thought the same thing right yeah so the obviously the winner was disqualified but the old mate sniffing rat poison um, you can't beat a
2: guy sniffing rat poison yeah. he's super
1: yeah. Uh he, he finished in three hours and 31 minutes so oh, what's that i going go out there and say probably no I reckon you'd run under four hours but it'd be tough like you'd have to really train to do a 3.30 marathon is was it three quick. hours what Thirty-one minutes.
2: So that's three and a half hours, times sixty yeah. minutes, two hundred and ten minutes. How many k's? Is it forty-two.
1: Forty-two point two, yeah.
2: So he—that's he, bang on five-minute k's.
1: Yeah, that which is fine for five k's or ten k's, but you got to stretch that out. That's a long time. But
2: I reckon if you gave me twelve months training, I could win the nineteen oh four Olympic marathon.
1: You—you could. Um, <laughs> Definitely. We'll, the guy that was favoured to win it was a, a Swana tribesman from somewhere, uh, Len Tao, and he was he was actually quite a good runner. Um, this bloke he's a black fella, built for running, and um, but the problem is he he got chased off course more than a kilometre by feral dogs, so he was tried to outrun uh, the those, dogs, those and, racist dogs, <laughs> and then run back, and then um, yeah, so he ended up coming ninth because he had to run a few extra k's.
2: In yeah, seen uh the family guy episode where brian just starts barking at a black guy and he's like sorry it's not me it's my father hey <laughs> that just reminded me of another story and a podcast that you should listen to uh yep. it's in the extremes podcast where the guy went to try out for the olympics in uh in london this might have been in the 60s aussie guy and he spent all his money didn't know how he was going to get home, so he got his friend to build him a box, and he mailed himself back to Australia.
1: Yes. What was um, his sport? Was it the decathlon? javelin. Or- oh, decathlon. Yeah. Decathlon. Yeah. 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 yeah, weapon. So, he mailed himself home in a box, yep. and like, went, turned up in um, Sydney. That is a good podcast. I yeah, think I told extremes. you that a while ago. You told me about Very that ages
2: good. ago. Yeah. But I've listened to... I don't know if they're still making them, but I listened to all that was there. But he's a bit of a ledge. Well worth a listen.
1: Yeah, he lives in Adelaide, and he's very loose and very open about his use of marijuana on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, and yeah, go and listen to that one. Yeah. So but
1: anyway, the Olympics has <laughs> cracked me up because the it turns out in 1908 they weren't any better. The same same guys and coaches also didn't believe in hydration as a um, as a tool to win. So yeah, it was. It was absolutely ridiculous. Good. Uh, here, here, I'll give you the quote from the runner who won, John Hayes, victory in 1908. I merely bathed my face with cologne and gargled my throat with brandy.
2: Fucking oath. That's, what else would you do before you're going to... Weapons. <laughs> Everyone takes it so seriously these days. Just, uh...
1: it's, they've seriously taken things up a notch, haven't they? One There's of the something... worth... <laughs>
2: James Sullivan, the chief organiser, was interested in purposeful dehydration. Yeah, an weird. ill-advised area of scientific research. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, one of the biggest tragedies of the Tokyo 2020 Games not going ahead is the logo for the actual games. Have a, have a look that up. It is just absolutely incredible. The two zero two zero perfectly fits into the Olympic rings, and then the Japanese flag makes one of the the red ring as well. It's just, it is the best Olympic logo ever and now they've fucked it and they're going to have to do it again and it's just it's not going to work well
2: I think that's surely they still call it the 2020 Olympics even if it's 2022 and then you just run it in 2024 do you reckon or do you think everything gets shifted forwards
1: I th- well uh, the latest one this week is that they're still going ahead with it in 2021 so there'll just be a three year gap yeah. and as when <clears> we did luck around luck with the grounds, no, with- no
2: chance I'd say
1: well, people have to re-qualify. Like when we did Around the Grounds with um, Rachel Lynch, the current Aussie hockey ruse goalkeeper, mm. she's at the end of her career and, and, you know, she was saying it's a massive deal to propose it for one, um, one year because, you know, people plan their lives around it, yeah, whether it's training up towards the. they take it, or, it too seriously I mean, these days.
2: They should just <laughs> right. rinse their mouth with brandy and get out there
1: and have a crack. Do you reckon rat poison's on the banned list of substances for the Olympics? Um, I don't know. Probably not.
2: I can't imagine it being that performance enhancing.
1: Can you be a bit booze? Like if you're archery or darts or something and you so. need to take no. you know, take? take I don't think you can be booze.
2: Off. You can't do cocaine. You can't do weed. So like,
1: yeah, I think alcohol those drugs can be, be. be,
2: like alcohol can be performance enhancing.
1: Definitely, to a degree.
2: To a degree. Same with cocaine, same with marijuana, I'm sure.
1: You do it in the right amount. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. You just got to get your levels right
1: you kind of, you just one of those nervous blokes that turn up half cut at your weightlifting event still. Like, yeah. oh But they get sniffing salts. They can do ammo or whatever they're punching before the, um, the weightlifting. You know, they get a little whiffy. Do they? Yeah, have you seen them? They no. get like all psyched up. They get slapped on the face and then, you know, a little boom. We should
2: <laughs> just get some of them for
1: podcasting. Just can one off podcast. the mirror and then bam, punch out a big lift.
2: Just a quick line off a hard cock. Oh, that's what we need to tell those guys.
1: That I mean. <laughs> so no, it can be you've the, just come to the, the podcast, basis of our no context for campaign, that line.
2: But anyway, we've got to keep moving because it's music. It's not shit talk. And it's your right. choice. You've got a song.
1: All right. Um, yes, third song. So this is... We're going to hear a tune. It's actually a Triple J um, Like A Version cover. It was done live in melbourne at um some theater prince i don't know it was a big big giant anyway the guy's name is dylan joel is a white hip-hop artist a actually once upon a time used to work with him lifeguarding back in melbourne but he um he was pretty big back then um and this tune is a cover of randy newman's you've got a friend in me and it's just the guy's incredible like he um the what he does to I don't know, this tune, I really appreciate it. I'm not a big um maybe hip hop fan in general, but sometimes it's good and this, this one will be
2: the second Aussie hip hop song you've played on the podcast. Okay. So maybe you are so maybe a I fan. Am,
1: maybe maybe I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe I am. I remember I
2: um you showed me back in the day, um he made a video clip uh at Wollemi, Phillip Island, maybe On a beach yeah, down yeah, there yeah. somewhere it was all done in one shot That was, that was pretty cool But I can't remember Dancing what song it called Dancing
1: in the moonlight dun, that, Whatever that is, that tune Yeah Yeah, they cool. did it Yeah, it was quite cool actually cool But um, I think uh, that's not the tune <laughs> we're playing No, what's the tune? Give it a spin <laughs> You got a friend in me Dylan Joel covering Randy Newman
4: You got a friend in me You got a friend in me yeah, went to looks got the in your miles and miles On your nice warm bed, yeah, yeah Just remember what your old foul said Oh, you, you got a friend in me, yeah Oh, you, you got a friend in me Yo, I heard you need a friend, what's going on? I got time for you, it's why I'm playing a song didn't know me, but you knew all along. We'll be tired from Elba, Toronto, to Hong Kong. Ain't wrong, so you know I'll be set. Wherever in the world, we can always connect. And personal shows, you know what to expect. We gon' get mad tight cause it's what we do best, yeah. Ain't the coolest, ain't the freshest, ain't the dopest, most impressive. Ain't the flyest, ain't the tightest, or the brightest, bro. I could be a best friend, though I might be biased, so why not try and you know all be high beside. Come in together that we keep it alive, uh. Some Someone those folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Bigger stronger to you. Yeah. Honey, that will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, yeah. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got your troubles in I got them too, yeah. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together, we can see it you, Oh, you you got a friend in me, yeah. Oh, you you got a. School of the people that ain't in your way uh, Cause they don't know shit about you and it's just an attack uh, Stacking up when they racking on you about most of the stuff that they lack. It's a fact that they do it, do but there's no much to it you didn't how they prove I know we'll get through it We'll laugh it off in the end, so all of that band Two sitting no get no, it up, we set a trip I'll say it again, we set a trend. Maybe different but like, hopefully we plan So many air, just know where you got a friend one those folks might be a little bit smarter than I ever Bigger and stronger too, yeah yes, yes, yes. I hope that love you the way I do miss me and you, yeah. You got a friend in me You got a friend in me You got your trolls and I got them too, yeah There isn't anything I wouldn't do Together we can see it through Oh, you, you got a faith in me A friend, oh, you, you got a friend, oh, you got a friend, oh, you, you got a friend, oh, you, you, got a friend, oh you, you got a friend, oh, 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 you have got a friend in me, oh, you, you got a friend in me.
1: Yes, Dylan Joel, mate, he still has a friend in me. I haven't seen him in a long time. He uh, played in Perth, was the last time I saw him, but I like him. Good tunes. Do you get good
2: backstage tunes. passes like you do with the Pierce Brothers?
1: Well, uh, not backstage, but we did get um, we yeah did get tickets. A couple of tickets thrown at us, rolled straight in. And um, yeah, I actually got a couple of beers as well. We had like heaps of Melbourne Bitter, which is pretty random for a rider, but it was good. Melbourne Bitter. liked it. That's actually yeah, a good
2: segue. That's a good segue.
1: Okay. <laughs> Go on I did,
2: then. I put it on the Instagram today. It said, we're going to need some bar snacks. Has anyone got any good idea for bar snacks? And I put in brackets at the bottom, bar snacks as in uh, bite-sized subjects for us to talk about, not fucking chicken wings. And of course, most of what we got back were actual bar snacks. Jalapeno yeah, ha- poppers, popcorn, jalapeno poppers. Soy, <laughs> soy crisps. I fucking hate soy crisps. crisps. What's a soy crisp? It's like those, you normally, they come with, they look like little nuts, but they're not. They're made of soy and they're terrible. L underscore Harvo. Soy Chris are a power move. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Alex Bansgrove said popcorn. Anyway, they didn't read the thing. Cowgirl don't cry. Do you know who that is?
1: I do. Yeah, be nice.
2: Jalapeno poppers, but with mozzarella cheese. That's probably the Look, best they answer. They sound delicious, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not a subject we can talk about. <laughs> Please uh, don't cry, cowgirl.
2: Tom... Tom Nowak? I just read that as Tomahawk, but it's Tom Nowak. He says, Carlton Dry is the most smashable beer, is what Tom says. And it got me thinking. It's like, I think Carlton Dry is rubbish, okay? But it's not because it's particularly bad. It's just because it's a nothing beer. So does that then make it a smashable beer because it is a nothing beer? And then is smashable, like what is... A smashable beer what do, what boxes does it have to be tick to be the most smashable beer
1: I've got the first box it needs to tick is um, inoffensive it needs to be inoffensive like it can't be like VB for example P- people love it but people hate it it can be offensive okay so it needs to be you know simple but do you know like, like one.
2: you've got mates people that you know that are so inoffensive that they're just straight up boring so yep. I think there's a, there's a you have to be inoffensive but not to the point where you're nothing and I think that's where cotton dry sits but anyway
1: well because to my mind the most smashable beer emu export it it ticks the box that it's it's not a, it's inoffensive but the second box it ticks is it's quite good when it's like a bit warm you know like 10 degrees still smashable and so I think that's important for the most smashable beer. It needs to be able to be drunk at almost room temperature.
2: Okay. What about alcohol content? Like an eight percenter is not going to make it to the smashable list.
1: Mate, two bent spokes here, and of my wheel is buckled. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. not the most smashable beer.
2: It has to be somewhere around the four to five percent mark, right? It's,
1: I think, four, to four. I reckon. Yeah.
2: Queenslanders would say like four X is the most smashable beer, right? That's a mid-strength. Yep. A WA tasty. people would say Emu Export, which is essentially a mid-strength, right?
1: Yep.
2: People what in do you... Victoria don't really drink mid-strength from what I've seen
1: and experienced. Yeah. What about Tassie growing up? What's the most smashable beer in Tassie?
2: So it would have been Cascade Draft, but probably these days it's a Cascade Lager, which is the pretty blue, similar. blue label. Yeah, the blue blue cans, but either of them. And definitely smashable but I think like a Cascade Draft or a Lager has got enough flavour and bite to keep it interesting, whereas something like a Carlton Dry is just fucking nothing. It's a waste of your pay slip.
1: Can I'll take you back to um, the road trip around New Zealand we did back in 2007 where it was like eye-opening because there was so many different beers that we hadn't drunk, but also that they came in like, cartons not of 24. You get a 30 block, a 20 block, 18 24. It was just like it was all out there and different. And then amongst the six of us that were living in that one van, I think we got um fuck, what are they called platinums. They were like platinum yeah. dry. It was called platinum dry. That's what it was called. And we declared that at the time <laughs> the most smashable beer and we'd grab a carton of those which I think was maybe 18... No, it was a 20 box. It was a 20 box. And then we'd just cane those and somebody got an extra one and then we'd eat dinner.
2: Yeah. And it's shit beer and it's a bit like there's a new Tuis Extra Dry Platinum or something out at the moment. Same thing. Smashable, but I reckon just too far to the boring. Give me a a Melbourne beer, a Cascade Lager, an Emu Export...
1: I reckon I drank my first. You introduced me to to his red once upon a time. Don't I hadn't remember seen that. It. To, yeah, it was the end of the ski season. It might have been Dan's birthday, and it was like, oh, actually, you're like, I
2: know you like, like the yeah, oh. the um, the Rokeby
1: handbag. The um, yeah, 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 the, yeah. the Rokeby yeah. handbag. Is that what you called it? Yeah. <laughs> I because I was like, I've, I don't have any beers, and you're like, ah, it's all good, mate. I've got all the beers. They'll sort themselves out. You'll get me back one day, and um. And I was like, "Two is red. What's this shit?" <laughs> they and it was pretty like- smashable. Like it was fucking cheap at the time, and we caned a few of them. And that, like do you remember 30 bucks. how that night ended? No. Um. So Dan Dan had driven to the Jenny from the Arlberg, which is no, no, not the Alberg. Where was the second place he stayed after the season? Where Mim was staying?
2: Yeah, down that way.
1: Okay, I know what you're talking um, about. Up the top end of town. Anyway, we'd, we we leaving the Jenny at Mount Hotham. And it's slightly uphill um, to get back to Hotham Heights sort of area. And uh, anyway, it started snowing. Dan's got his van driven down there. And I was like, everyone was blind. I'm like, I'm not getting in this um, in this band because one of the guys who we worked with had driven off McColl's Bowl only earlier in the season and flipped the car and somehow they were fine. But yep. um, So I decided I was staying at Blue Ribbon, which is about halfway back, that I would just hold on to the tow bar. And because it had snowed, the road was all icy and so yeah. i just road skied back behind this car and just held onto it and i remember i remember just sort of pulled Because we just it, got home and ribbon.
2: we were like shoom that was is okay and he made it home because you weren't on the back anymore
1: yeah yeah it was rowdy time it was rowdy cold and time. yeah that was back in the day or yeah great oh, times so the,
2: yeah the two is- to his red it's called something else but yeah we used to drink them all the time because we had no money and like 30 bucks would get you a 30 block
1: and at the time all you want to do is just drink a beer any beer any cheap tins hey speaking of
2: drinking beer go on then that actually just takes us straight into the next track which is called I drink beer (laughs) perfect it's it's by a guy called Dan Reader I don't know much about him I know he's really old and he makes his own guitars, and he moved to Germany, lives in Germany, makes his own guitars, plays them, and records he's like he's not a big famous dude, but he's yeah, he writes really cool stuff, and it sounds good and this one this is a this is a ripper it's about drinking beer.
1: I like the logo on it on his album. it's pretty sweet, it's just a tin looks a bit like the one off the wood logo. It's pretty I'm cool a big fan. It does look Uh-oh. a bit like
2: the one off the wood logo. Anyway, give it a spin. See what you think. Here it is. The
5: man who was usually careful Met the man who just didn't care They went to the house of the man or a mouse And met the male man there And the man with a plan and the man on a mission man who could do no wrong, they all stood around in the kitchen and sang the following song. I drink beer to improve my mind. Swing, batter, swing, hey, swing away, swing for the fence, live for the day, put your life in Jesus' hands, shut your eyes just as tight as you can and swing.
2: A Stan Reader. Put that one on your playlist, listen to it a few times. It's real catchy. I like it. And I, I love uh... the lyrics like just it's basically you know, a bunch of men going to the kitchen, having a few beers, and then at the end there. It's like we will shall remain men until we go home. I imagine these men living with wives who they hate, families they hate, they're getting belittled at home, but around at their mate's place in the kitchen drinking cult and dry they can be men for a small amount of time
1: that's deep that's seriously <laughs> that's what deep I in those
2: lyrics don't ever get okay. like that be a man all the time
1: the one that struck me out of that it's a it's a song for our times because it it goes um i drink beer to boost retail sales yeah <laughs> i was like yes get your stimulus package and take it to the corner bar that's where it's best spent, straight back over the bar into the community. That was good, I appreciated that, thanks, thanks it's very good. Much.
2: That's been one of my favourite songs since I heard it maybe five or six years ago. Keep going back to it, so yeah.
1: So good. Um, good. But just a bit on the back of the, the the rare driving with Dan back in the day, Like I was only 18 then and so the whole driving around thing was pretty raw and pretty new to me, but... Do you remember the first time like when you just got your license or like one of the guys at school had just got his license? Like your first solo drive, first time you're being in a car without parents around, you know? Do you mm. remember that?
2: Well, I remember, um,
1: I think it was Dan or it might have been Matt
2: Costello. They were born the year before me. So, they got their licenses so we could drive to the surf by ourselves for the first time. So we'd start to drive down. But I remember, like, um, first time driving out of the driveway by myself on the P's, going to work at KSC. That felt pretty good. Pull out onto the highway. It's like, hell yeah.
1: I'm free. Do you cr- crank the tunes? Yeah, the freedom, hey, like that feeling. And it and you either end up, obviously, going to work or, like, just at Macca's or something, just because you can. Yeah. It is a wild, wild feeling. Um, the the first solo drive, mine was a bit... Actually, I don't want to talk about mine. It was a bit awkward and a bit weird, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, awkward <laughs> and a actually, bit weird. It was a bit fucked up. But the first drive that I um, remember going off with mates, I was probably 15, I reckon, um, maybe 14 or 15, and I was at Wilson's Prom, and I'd made mates with these surfer guys, and they still go down now they're like pretty out there one of their dads we, we he's known as fabio getting around the place in you know like torn jeans long blonde mullet looks a bit like warwick capper and his guy dale and he's a mad mad frother mad surfer mad rude anyway mad ruder, no doubt um anyway the i've made mates with them and they were going to go and surf squeaky beach and so it was at easter time so it's not not too busy at the prom and I'd organized for them to come pick me up and I'd okayed it with mum and dad and they were like, okay, who's driving? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, um, it's his dad or whatever. So um, there's a, a couple of us. So it's old mate's dad, Dale, um, this other bloke, me. Anyway, the guys turn up. This is like, you know, every mother's nightmare but yeah. like it was a son and not a daughter getting picked up. They turn up in a panel van and mum's, like, looking at me like, oh, God, it's this 1978 panel van, like, real old, lap, like, Classic. I don't think it had seatbelts in um, in there across the centre console. The guy jumps out, so I'm in the middle, and mum's looking at me like, oh, God, I'm like, I go to throw the board in the back, in the boot, and, like, of course, the panel van, you know, the old um, Kingswood, you twist the handle and, and lift up half of the boot, and there's this bloke in there called Pud, and, like, <laughs> Pud is exactly what you'd think of a guy called Pud.
2: Yeah, I've met Pud. (laughs) I've met a few (laughs) Puds in my time.
1: And Pud's just sitting in the back like this little monkey, like, and then just accepts the board and, like, stacks it with the other boards and is like, thanks, and then pulls the hat shut. And the look on my mum's face was just like, oh, God, like, instant regret. And... I don't know I can't remember I feel like dad might have even followed us out like <laughs> Squeaky just freaking out I can like, imagine fuck, your parents in particular
2: to. would be freaking
1: around this scenario it was classic but that was freedom I was like fuck yeah guys with cars like alright and then we yeah rolled up Squeaky you had a sick little surf and I got dropped off all good you know made sure that I had a seatbelt on when I turned up to camp again mum and dad were like yeah cool that probably won't happen again will it <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I remember
2: like once we got our our licenses from age probably 17, 18, 19, just driving up and down the coast every week. Just, it was so good. We had, I had a, the Sigma, Mitsubishi Sigma. My mate Matt had a Datsun 180B. And it, who, yeah, just pile in. We had bodyboards, throw the bodyboards in the boot. You didn't need a big car when you were bug. And yeah, up and down the east coast of Tassie, it was the best.
1: Just so much, so much freedom, isn't it? And the, the it was the weird feeling of being like alone in the car. Particularly, it was all right when you had your mates there, but just with no one next to you, you know, you can put the music on, not put it on. Like no one, I don't, I don't. Know, I just really distinctively mem- remember sitting in the car, and I, my first drive was quite a long one. I was like, oh, this is pretty wild. Like, I don't know if I should be allowed to do this, but. I've never looked back since. No. I remember one of the one of the best
2: feelings in the car. and I wasn't wouldn't have been that young. What was it, two thousand and four. Like jumped in the car, had all my worldly possessions, my skis, and was like driving from Hobart, I was gonna get on the boat and go up to Mount Hotham, and that's where I would have met you. I remember just driving up the Midlands, just me in the car, driving away from everyone I knew and I was thinking, this is fucking sick i remember thinking this is the best thing ever yeah for some reason
1: (laughs) oh mate those vibes good vibes i hope everyone listening like think back to what the time was like your first experience and maybe we just need to appreciate that more when you you know the ability to have your license in a car and just like well
2: well fuck about a drive across a border that was pretty novel these days (laughs) jesus (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe not. Maybe Melburnians you need to hold on to that one for a yeah, little bit longer. Stay,
2: stay right where you are.
1: Stay put. Grab the push bike. Do some exercise with your mask on. Far out. Good um, times. i got another tune for you, which is one Please. from an album that probably got spun in my car, but um, it's a Sublime track. We definitely played a Sublime track in the last mixtape. Uh, this yep. one particularly, it's off the 40 ounces to Freedom album, so it didn't make the like sublime best of that everybody listens to but this song I don't know what it is about it but it gets me upbeat like the first time that I was driving in the car I reckon and it's something about the I don't know if it's a synthesizer or a piano but the progression of it it's just like dun, yeah, I don't know what dun, that that
2: instrument it's. is it's some sort of keyboard piano thing yeah I don't know what it is it's good it's it's Mm.
1: And it's just obviously about some beautiful girl who's a bit of a liability. Um, but I like it. It gets oh me yeah. up and about. It's an underrated Sublime song that um, people that like Sublime may not have heard before. So, um, Love Sublime. For those of you. Give it a swing. Here it is. Sublime
2: Scarlet Begonias. For a bit of sublime
1: so good so <laughs> good um, I think they're always going to be on a mixtape that I make a sublime track of some sort it Screams Freedom yeah it's kind of good surfing. like they only
2: put it's so good. much music out so you can just you don't have to worry about their new stuff you don't have to think oh I should be listening to their latest album you can just always go back that's a good thing about bands who are, who don't make it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're a bit of a martyr of a band, aren't they? Poor Bradley, never figured out that he was incredibly popular
2: No, he didn't get to really learn how big he was Unfortunate Alright, where are we at? Do you want to go back to the people?
1: Yeah, go back to the people There was one more piece of chat in there, was it Baxter? Baxter 92
2: Baxter 92 has said there's a bit of surf chat. Dead Man's on Sydney's northern beaches. Would you go it? Well, Would I go it? No, definitely not. But would you go it was? I don't know. I don't think you would. But you seem to think that you would the other day. I didn't know if you were joking or not. You said I sent you a video. So Dead Man's is a wave uh, near Manly. It's in front of the rocks. So it only breaks when it's really huge. And some of the waves look amazing but most of the waves look like crazy shore breaks on onto rock basically pretty entertaining yeah. and I sent you a video of people just getting fucking launched and fucked up and they make maybe one in or two in the whole clip and you wrote S- right back super that that like
1: fun yes <laughs> well it was half choking and half not like super wobbly and like hectic but i think and the the difference between that and the big waves over here in wa is the the big waves here are out to sea. like there's no spectators apart from people that are in it with you and i reckon that element of like you know your mates on the hill a bit like uluwatu kind of watching is like a little bit that extra kind of booster of like fuck yeah i'm going out and you can paddle it out from manly as well so it's a it's achievable but the first, that clip you sent me was shot from above on the cliff and I think it doesn't look as heavy and gnarly. And I was like, yeah, I think I'd have a crack at that at the time. And then I saw, uh, same day, but clip from shot from down the line. Shot from the water and you or look, shot from down the line. Yeah. yeah, and you look back into it and it's actually just a closeout in front of the rocks. Like, that. They, they don't go through. I'll, one in, you know, 50 will go through accidentally Link up, and then, then it's got Manly Point breaks afterwards. So, when it's called Dead Man's for a reason, like it is literally you're surfing a your close out in front of cliffs and rocks and there's no like paddling around the channel or anything. And even if you make it, you probably still have to abort and get annihilated in the end section. So, look, uh, in one world, maybe. In another world, definitely not.
2: Yeah, I can't see it happening. Because that's, that's like... 10 to 15 foot sort of thing like you can surf it smaller I think it's so funny that it's the wave of the of the moment and like it's not like a new discovery or anything like people have been surfing dead mans for forever like I remember in really old surf mags that have stuff about dead mans and it made me think like like Shark Island in Cronulla like you never see pictures of Shark Island anymore because everyone's seen it
1: so it's just yeah okay
2: but um crazy wave it's just funny that dead man's just i think it was the only wave that was really um working that day in sydney really. well, Cronulla
1: would have been more open to the southerly right so it would have had been just outrageous yeah whereas it was dead just windy. i think north yeah
2: people surfed hours maybe later in the week but that's the only other place that could like everything else gets blown out because it was yeah it was howling southerly all the waves around here which are not That good anyway, but they're all, um, yeah, really windy. So I didn't surf at all until the weekend when it dropped off, went down to Wollongong. It was good though.
1: The novelty action is people, you send me videos, there's allegedly people disappearing from Coogee Beach and stuff. It looked absolutely mental. Well, I'd
2: been inside all day and it was raining. I was like, I'm going out for a run. And I was running around the coast here and there's like a helicopter Like, it was huge. Surf was huge. Although, Kujie would have been, like, six foot. But, like, out on the point was, like, massive. And there's a helicopter with a, um, like, massive floodlight just scanning the cliffs and scanning the water. I was like, oh, fuck. Someone is in serious trouble here. And they searched all night. And then they searched the next day. But it turned out no one was actually missing. It's just the guys that were in the water were like, oh, we think there's another guy out here. And we didn't see him come in. And people from the cliffs had said um we saw a surfer struggling on a blue board and they checked the cameras that showed five surfers paddle out and only four paddle back in, but the cameras just didn't catch the guy wherever he came in. So he found out the next day and he's like he called the cops and he's like, No, I'm I'm at home. I'm fine, I'm not lost at sea And they searched for him for like two days straight.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty rough, isn't it? Yeah. They'd um, as a surfer like he's coming in if he's out there in some big surf if you've got the nuts to paddle out you're coming back in one way or the other like you're gonna get the job done right well especially he's surfing Coogee Beach so it wasn't it's not like he was out
2: surfing the the bombies or anything he's just surfing like hectic six foot closeouts at Coogee it's doable for anyone uh, and so how he would not make it back in I don't know but I was like, yeah, I don't know. If you're surfing like the bombies, it might be a bit harder to get in.
1: Yeah. Anyway. There was some classic footage of some terrible rock offs there, like trying to jump the rocks and just fucking up the timing. There was like some serious kookery. I thought it was at Manly Point. Like there was the one of the worst ones, the guy like just getting washed over the rocks time and time again, and then he kept getting up and like running across the rocks again. There was some. Yeah. Some I think that's 10 <laughs>
2: like what's cook. the point? It's not called Manly Point. It's like sto oh, I don't know what it's called. But it's it's the point there.
1: The southern end of the bay.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, that one. Mm. Anyway, um, are you got ready, another show coming this week, so Oh yeah? yeah. Just back to back in Sydney. It's been back good. to
2: back. Back to back. Um anyway, so thanks for that. Backstar, The answers no we're not going to surf <laughs> dead mans um, should we jump into another track
1: yeah go for it it's your song
2: oh look I don't even know what to say about this one Six song this actually before I said faces was from old school the movie but I think it's actually this one pretty similar sounding songs it's called to be young is to be sad by Ryan
1: Adams go cool. not not Brian Adams Not Brian Adams. Ryan.
4: One, two, one, woo!
6: (laughs) Young boy done me bad When it did you wrong Young boy done me bad Day when you're looking back You were young and man, you were sad
7: When you're young,
6: you get sad
7: When you're young,
6: you get sad When you get sad Say hey.
1: Good <laughs> Yes That got me bopping too Hey this is a good little mix I like it Pretty oh, mate, eclectic mix. Um, mix going on there um, I wanted to talk about Pranks you don't see the punchline to Which is like The reason this popped into my head uh, Just walking on my urban adventure um, The other day I spotted a bit of graffiti And it just said Fuck you On the wall <laughs> just like just fuck you that was it and i was like someone has written that on the wall and they've got a kick out of saying fuck you but like they fuck who like fuck me for reading it like what who's that directed at life in general i'm not too sure it's kind of like them just putting something out there and they've got some kind of intrinsic payback for writing that on the wall it's um kind of like yeah the, the the prank that you don't see the punchline too and then... Do you don't see it at all or...? Well, I don't know. Maybe he or she walks past it again and then... don't get credit for of, it. They don't get credit for it but they, you know, do they get like... Are they trying to offend someone? I don't just, know. I'm
2: thinking about the time when me and Tommy, Tommy Little built a giant penis under the kids lift at yes. Mount Hotham and that was one where we did see the benefit of the practical joke but we didn't get the glory for some years l- later other than you know from from ourselves
1: <laughs> okay. but uh, I, you could you went and ma- watch the masterpiece i i had to deal with the aftermath of a giant a, a 15 foot long penis with pubic hair made out of sticks being built under a kids ski lift i was working on that ski lift too. the next day <laughs> I, Yeah. <laughs> It's a rocket ship, honey. It's a yeah. rocket ship. So that
2: but that's then I think the one that you were mentioned before is the the one that you you don't get the glory and you don't even see what happens. Oh you just actually so the sauce, you imagine it. Yeah. Um, do you know do you know Dave Grimes who's been on the podcast bass player for the Bitterman, lives in Lord yeah. Howe Island? He's um he used to work managing the cleaners at a hotel. And I don't know if this is a practical joke or what it is, but essentially he had one of his cleaning staff was uh, gone to investigate a room which they'd complained about a bad smell in the room. So she's gone to investigate. She's opened the cupboard and up the top there's a bowl up the top. She's pulled the bowl from up the top. Um, It's tipped over and it's poured... um, uh, diarrhea all over her head
1: Oh, holy shit that is,
2: and, um, <laughs> that is next level she, yeah next level she's come down she's not happy about this she's fucking freaking out she's lost the plot and um, fair enough too so Dave has to call the people that stayed there last and like said what the fuck is wrong with you people Do you shit in a bowl and put in the cup and they're like we don't know what the fuck you're talking about what are you talking about and he's like okay
1: Fair call. They it, they may not have been They there. weren't the one. Got it was the one
2: before. So, he rang the people before and was like, oh, you dear. know what you did and charged them $1,000 and they paid it. I don't think she ever oh. went back to work there again.
1: Wow. Massive. Massive. So, so that's a <laughs> negative payoff for their prank. They like, they obviously, it worked and they for a slight bit might have been humoured but for them I think at the time they were humoured at what they'd done and they got their payoff then whether it was humour
2: or whether it's just drunk like who knows what what leads to that but um that's just what jumped into my head then shocking story
1: (laughs) that's that's actually fucked up I've never heard that before because the one that that um popped into my head initially was you and I at um, your mate Ellen's party. She was living in Melbourne at the time and we'd gone to this house party. We didn't know anyone. It was probably a bit weird and we were just hanging out in the kitchen as you tend to do at house parties. And for whatever reason, there was like, we'd turn up late, there was a barbecue, there were cold snags on the bench and their kettle had this really like round opening to it, to the nose and, and it was this perfect size of a sausage, one of those big fat ones from The Butcher. So I just grabbed a sausage and slid it into the kettle, filled it up with water and just left it there. And man, that cracked me up so much on the even the whole night and then like even the next morning I was just imagining whoever's picked the kettle up and like, oh that's full, just boiled it, just it and on. made a and made a sausage like oh <laughs> tea or coffee. <laughs> just would have been horrendous for a hangover. It might be um, good, it'd be like having a, a cup of Bonox. Yeah, a little bit of gravy. Oh man, I don't know why at the time it just, I was like all wetting myself. Because um, you're about a how humorous it was. young
2: idiot is why you thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, well, yeah probably. One Another one, uh, I did this, I probably haven't even told anyone this, but I was working at this gold mine in um, Telfer, gold mine for anyone in WA when I started out my mining career, and they had these big chunks of fool's gold, and it's like proper gold color in good-sized nuggets. Like I'm talking half the size of a chicken nugget size sort of things, right? Mm. Anyway, I was driving from there back to Perth, but I cut through Marble Bar and through this back road, and there's at this old gold mine, there's a bit of a look out there, you know, so everybody stops and um, it pulls over and takes a photo and what have you. Anyway, I got these couple of fool's gold nuggets that I've had I'm like what am I keeping these for so I went to the edge of the little lookout there's no railing or anything it's just the edge of the dirt and I and I squashed them into the dirt and then covered them up like at probably like meter intervals so that they were just covered with a bit of dust just knowing that someone's going to be standing there thinking about a gold mine looking at an old gold mine taking photos and they're going to get this glint in the sun of a bit of gold and lose their shit with excitement think they've found gold but um but no but no but for, yeah, yeah that's but,
2: good that's not bad not bad at all actually there's a dollar coin glued to the sidewalk a footpath just down the road from my house very similar scenario but i know that it's glued so i don't i've only grabbed that at one time
1: not in st kilda huh no not in st kilda it's, in, yeah in, um, do that in balaclava, balaclava. yes yeah. hey i thought of a good coffee shop for balaclava good name today oh yeah Hebrew.
2: Hebrew. That would be a good um, Kiwi one as well.
1: Yeah. Hey, Hebrew. Hebrew. That's, that works in two hey. places. Yeah. Yeah, just spell it differently. Yeah. I like Hebrew that. Hebrew and Hebrew. Yeah. Hebrew.
2: Yeah, they'd probably go for that too in the Jewish communities because it's kind of, yeah, I don't think it's offensive and it's pretty funny and yeah, it makes you think of coffee. That works. I like it.
1: Hebrew. <laughs> Hebrew. Um, uh, I've got another tune for you, Andy. This one was from the Beer Farm episode. Yep. Um, those that have listened to it will know um, things got a bit loose and a bit out there, and Benny pretty much wanted to sing his own outro, to, um, outro song to the podcast. <laughs> and we'd organised already for him to sing a song. We ended up playing Desmond Decker, The Israelites, which is just a sick tune, and I've been playing heaps of it and loving it. But the other song that he wanted to play is White Trash Hot Love by the Hell City Glamours, 2008. That's the
2: one he was singing at the top of his lungs.
1: Yeah, and I I wish we we can get a cut of that because I listened back to it today to remember what song it was and, man, it's so funny. Like him, just like, yeah, belting it out. I'm not going to try because I don't have the voice of Benny or the charisma. But um, this is the tune that he also wanted to play, so... Here it is. Fuck yeah.
0: Rags, brown paper bags Around the bottom I'm cheap we're whiskey Why try some love tonight? Why try some love tonight? I found a pretty little lady In some high heel shoes But she's got something That took on my blues. Well, she looks good Too good for me
1: That is a tune and a half right That's there.
2: Some, some hair metal right there. Is that a, from the 80s
1: or what? Um, I don't think it is. I think it's actually kind of recent. 2008, yeah. 2008. Kelsey Glamours. It's, yeah, the 2008s. um Very, yeah, very cool. I like it. So, Benny has delivered two good tunes to the potty. It's yeah, very good.
2: Desmond Decker one. I always think of it in the morning when I'm getting up, kind of work. Get up in the morning, slaving for bread. So every mouth can be fed.
1: Oh.
2: these real lights, Yeah. It's a good one to get the day going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Massive. It should be a little mantra. It should be like the start of a um, yoga, morning yoga or something like that. Get up in the morning. All right. That's enough of that. That's enough. We play the actual journey. It
2: wouldn't be a podcast without... And another, an invention. Like I feel like you should actually bring an invention to every podcast because most of them you have some. Last week you invented the COVID proof stubby holder, which we'll yep. be selling soon. Um, you can buy a stubby holder from from our website or from the Instagram and turn it into a coronavirus proof one um, just by following a few simple instructions. So I'd recommend probably going and buy a few of those, a few for your friends, uh, probably immediately especially if you're living in Melbourne, you'll need them. Uh, (laughs) Pull the car over, (laughs) get one now, order now. Bet, word on the street is you've got a new invention.
1: Yeah, I I always have lots of inventions. Sometimes, as we've addressed, I write them in code to myself and I then have to later decipher what it is. I don't know why I do that, but I do. I've got the fear that someone's going to take my good invention, but now that they're being public on the podcast, I won't need to do that anymore. This one was also written in code from a little while ago, and took me a while to figure it out what it was, but I remembered. Um, so it's a pimple popping kit, right? Designed for your girlfriend, so you buy it for your girlfriend as a um, as a little gift there, because we all know that girlfriends love to squeeze your pimples, but they've got the nails. They don't quite do it the way that you want to do it. You know, they've got their own ideas. And sometimes it's inefficient, sometimes it hurts. And, you know, you all want to achieve the same goal here. So I'm thinking, right, a little, nice little leather case with, you know, a couple of tools in there, a little, like, a little circle thing like you've seen so you can pop them real easy, the gooey ones. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a little, like, a little pick. You need to rip the top off something now and there. A couple of sanitary wipes, a little little pad to to clean things up, you know. And the key, the little leather, leather, um toolkit also a mirror in there so you can be like lying on your stomach and keeping an eye on what she's doing back there you know you want to be instructing you want Ma- to see it because Ma- you want to share in the joy of the of the pimple popping right Cause, maybe you know, maybe
2: an old rag to bite down on
1: a, yeah rag maybe the end of it a little toggle so you, so can it, chuck so it you to like teeth.
2: it you like you enjoy you share because i don't
1: like it i don't i know i like getting it done i like it I think it's so incredibly fulfilling, but I'm not stoked about it being done to me.
2: So, I don't like it. I just I would prefer just to leave them there, unless it's like on my face and it needs to be popped. Like, I don't care. But Mel, she she needs... I'll give her maybe a, a night, a week, where she can pop a few pimples. Yeah. Which here's could be the thing. made better. What's by, that?
1: You know, made, Could be made better by well, having the right tools.
2: I don't think so, because she has a, a tool... That she bought for herself to do those sort of things, and it's, it's got there like go. a weird circle thing on the end.
1: So there's already a market for it.
2: Yeah, but she went to use it on me on my back, <laughs> and I I didn't like it at all. It's like I feel like, yeah, I just I feel like you're attacking me with a weapon. Okay, but I like think, uh, sorry, but I'm the I, wrong. I'm not the. Yeah, I just don't like it. But maybe I you'd think like there's it. already
1: a market for it, and if you can market it so that the boyfriends are purchasing this for the girlfriend. There'll be more buy-in. So, everybody wins here. Because yep. the girlfriends get to do what they want to do, but the guys feel like they've got control, you know? Yeah. They've got a weapon. Look, The thing
2: is, like, this is... Inventions like this are easy because it's not an invention. All you're doing is packaging something up that already exists and yep. marketing it.
1: And we're marketing it to the blokes to buy, not the girls as the other tools that Mel's got have been marketed to. Exactly. This is four blokes so the, the we're aiming at a different demographic here Isn't and every bloke with a girlfriend or a wife knows this and yeah. know the scenario so I think this is a good one
2: I think if you set this up with a good marketing plan uh, drop shipping on Amazon you could probably make make some good cash get onto it yeah don't no little- one steal that idea that's Woz's idea
1: <laughs> no that's my idea time, time stamped in the potty um, yeah a little one off the wood branding Pay attention, um, a few off the wood. We're watching you, stealing our content and ideas. Hey, look,
2: we're coming to the end of this mixtape. It's been some good tunes. I hope you've enjoyed the tunes, but it would be remiss of me not to bring this up. So I don't know if you recall, back in December, we did our year in review. It might have been January. It's back there somewhere. And we made our predictions for 2020. And at some point... We might have to go back to them and see how we went at the end of the year, I assume. But I'm pretty sure, and I haven't gone back to listen, that I said we were going to... I either said that we we're going to find out that aliens exist or we we're going to get visited by aliens. Did I say did. that? I'm pretty sure yeah, I said that.
1: You did, yeah.
2: And then this week, the Pentagon has basically gone come and said that they're going to make public all their findings from this this um, UFO unit that they said had they'd shut down back in the Roswell days that they hadn't shut down and they're going to release a whole bunch of shit. And some guys come out who used to work there and he said that, yep, they've got UFOs that are not made on this earth. And then I don't know if you've been listening to Rogan podcast. Have you seen like, you heard the Bob Lazar story and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The Bob
1: Lazar stuff is like, (laughs) it's compelling, but, Semi unbelievable at the same time because it's so far so out there, like it's so out there, and yeah, you can't really fathom what the hell he's talking about with this you know particle that doesn't act like anything we've ever seen before. But well, that's fingers just crossed, we're ignorant. We're it all comes out
2: that, well. the, that they've got these UFOs, it'll be sick. How good is it going to be? Like, the thing is, Rogan posts this article. But then you read into it and the government hasn't actually said they've got the UFOs. It's some guy who's worked there said they got it. But I don't know. I reckon, I reckon they've got them. What do you so think? Do you believe? So it's coming out.
1: Uh, I don't know. Is it America making another play at the world? Like nukes nukes have turned into a Cold War, right? So everyone's got them. Is this now like we got something nobody else has? Like is it a power play by America? Could be. Could be. Bob Lazar could be a an actor in it all. Is it Trump instructing the Pentagon to be, you know, for, so he's got another edge. He's like, I'm going to let these things out, you know. I think this is part of his campaign. And like because the the people that love that UFO shit, is he appealing to them? Is it a vote ploy? Like, hey, I don't think there's vote enough for of them to get the vote. Yeah, but imagine that. All right, so if in a campaign if somebody said, "I will tell you what is at area 51 or 52 or 87 or whatever it is. But like we're going to let it loose, freedom of information. We're going to tell everybody. But obviously, you know, you've got to vote me in again. What are you doing there? You're voting for him, aren't you? Yes. I am. Definitely. Even if if you vote Trump. me
2: in, I will tell you about the aliens. It's like, all like, right, can have another four on. years, but you fucking got to tell us about these aliens. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and not in year four. I want this shit now. Like, it's just very hard to believe what Americans say, isn't it? Americans, oh, I find it, yeah. Like I'm generalising. I'm absolutely generalising. But the, but the government, it's like, yeah, they're all,
2: agenda. Layers on layers of agendas and and rubbish. Yeah. Like, do you and think? I'm, yeah. Let's say they do have UFOs that that can fly around with anti gravity, antimatter things and they have come from aliens that visited and crashed do you think the people the man on the street can handle that because the argument would be well we've got these UFOs but the man on the street will freak the fuck out if we tell them that aliens have been visiting us I don't think anyone gives a shit I think they'll be like right okay they're not you know what do you do you think people freak out and, and it's anarchy
1: or well, no I don't why like it it's kind of like this has been going on around you and you didn't seem to give a shit, so why would you care now? I think aliens... Like, the, the whole time of aliens visiting, the fact that... I mean, in 1904, people were sniffing rat poison to try and run 20, 26 <laughs> miles. Like, we're fucking useless, mate. And to, we've only been kind of believing in... Um, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, like, like we just, <laughs> this shit is new, so new, and now we're being self-aware, and now we're like, oh, maybe aliens turned up now. Like, what's to say they haven't been here, and we're looking on Mars to see that people or that something has lived on Mars, that like we're sending rovers there to figure that out. Like, we need to start looking more at home. Like, just because something's on our planet doesn't mean it's been here and evolved with us. Like octopuses are so fuck, fucked up like octopi they they didn't evolve from our branch of of uh, invertebrates or sorry vertebrates the other opposite so fish right that's where we evolved from they evolved from a different strand pre that shit like where did that come from those things are crazy they're super smart they change their skin like you seen a squid that thing just like changes its skin colour you know like it feels um, like it
7: what Apparently, the mark?
2: octopus don't change their skin colour to to blend in. They, it's more about how they're feeling and communicating. But they just they can do it to um. They, they've but, got the skills to yeah. Like do they can it. Like talk they're to each other. on different levels. Definitely aliens. And what what about us? We're a bit of an anomaly,
1: you would say. We're, we're pretty alien, but then we've got a lineage that goes back to fish. So yeah, it says who? We, we told are, you that. But Maybe we got a little bit of a little bit of a boost along the way. I think
2: we got a boost by the octopus.
1: By the octopus. They're like, Alright, try these <laughs> mushrooms. This shit will get you guys. Yeah. Eat the mushrooms. <laughs> so the, the mushroom
2: there's some people think the mushrooms have come from outer space.
1: Well that's it. Like and what so what's to say like if we're all right We're from outer space
2: regardless. The earth is from outer space. It's all made up of fucking stardust, right? So everything's yeah. from outer space. So to think that not other things, you know
1: I don't are know. out of there. If I said, I've got an alien living at my house, describe yes. it to me. What's the alien? I've got an alien in my house. I've got two of them. Tin monster. Like, yeah, fuck. It's too close to home, isn't it? But you're thinking, like, you know, he's between two and ten foot tall. It's a thing. Like, you know, it's probably got arms, legs and eyes or a mouth or something to feed. Like, we instantly think of something that looks like us, but you look at all the organisms. Like, there's so many so much more life on earth that we can't see and fathom i mean look at the coronavirus right who's to say a virus isn't from outer space or a tiny little bug that's living in um living in the vents you know volcanoes and living in molten magma that could live on magma that could live on venus or live on mercury or live in the sun like in helium vents and it Who's to say that's not living in the middle of the earth? Like, we, maybe we're looking in the wrong places. Maybe viruses are alien. They keep... The shit keeps turning up. We're going to Mars and we're going to bring back, like, fucking, I don't know, the Bugs draft virus or something instead yeah. of... Yeah. Well,
2: that's right. Yeah. You, probably, well, no one's coming back from Mars yet, right? Like well... Everything that's we, going there, nothing's coming back other than...
1: No, I think they brought some rocks back.
2: Really? From Mars? Yeah. I don't think so. How? Uh, I no, reckon that, they they ain't bringing shit back from Mars. Do you, what do you think's harder? To get to Mars or to get to the center of the Earth?
1: Center of the Earth.
2: Yeah, I think so. Like I was I watching mean, some YouTube clip. It's like, this is the deepest hole in the Earth. It's like, it's
1: not that deep. 10Ks or something, right? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah there's, it's in Antarctica. I think they drilled the deepest hole in doing it? ice cores and shit. But, yeah, it's not very deep. It's not very like, deep. So, there
2: could be stuff down there. There could be aliens living inside the earth. We don't know.
1: That's, yeah. Well, they wouldn't be aliens,
2: (laughs) would they? They'd be earthlings, but just slightly alien to us.
1: Yeah, shit. I mean, shit we don't know. Like, a UFO, unidentified flying object is, like, unidentified, right? So, like, you find a new species of quokka and it's like, man, I've just seen an unidentified walking object, Yeah. UWO, man. That thing is, like, don't know what that is. Could be alien, turns out. Well, that's related like these to
2: these UFOs. Are not it's just unidentified, but
1: yeah, but yeah. these these things in the Pentagon, off-world vehicles. not Yeah, they're made saying they're not made this of earth. this
2: world because they're made yeah. of shit that we don't have here, and they're powered by technology that we can only sort of like that. What Bob Lazar saying is that the technology is it's gravity. So they un the way because we we've only just figured gravity out right that it's a wave
1: oh well, yeah so if you put proved, something yep.
2: big enough then you can you can distort gravity and they're saying that these UFOs like use gravity to basically pull themselves forward but you have to like you need a fuck load of energy to do that we can't do it you know
1: the whole we're just living in a simulation sort of thing yes and like if if you go to a black hole, right? Things are really dense, so time slows down or speeds up. Speeds up. <laughs> Fuck. When enters. Well,
2: a so if you go to a black hole, yeah, time will feel normal for you.
1: Normal but, for you, but when but you come back, you'll f- be fifty years older. Yeah, thousand,
2: older. No, thousands of years would have passed on Earth while you're hanging out near the black hole.
1: Yeah, because time so. Cannot escape yeah so the other way right so if these aliens are hanging out in like a they either go to a real dense place and then like boom zing across the universe yeah to get to like instant travel but if you instantly go to a dense place and then take that dense place with you or the opposite like we could be in this simulation and someone's just they've just kind of checked out they're like all right we'll we'll just go over here to the real low density place and then watch these humans evolve in this high density place so you know things happen real quick and they're watching it evolve like oh great they've started feeding runners rat poison oh now the runners can do sub two hour marathons like we're getting close shit's getting they're doing some stuff but this is all happening you know within a day for them maybe you are in a simulation
2: so for that to happen okay because they're hanging out near the black hole
1: no no they're in the low density they found a real low dense place so we're going real fast and they're watching us
2: right is that how it works or is it the other way around
1: well no that's how it works because effectively our earth would be a black hole if they're in a really low dense place but if
2: you're hanging by the black hole
1: yeah they're going time
2: goes it's normal for you but thousands of years can pass on earth yeah so for them to watch time passed quickly they need to be in the black hole
1: No nah. they're looking back at Earth Other, nah Other I, think that's,
2: I think that's how it <laughs> works because I've seen um, the McConaughey movie
1: <laughs> yeah
2: because he doesn't age but back on Earth like 30 years go
1: past yeah but that's what I'm saying so like if you are on Earth and you travel to a low dense place not a, not a high density place like a black hole you travel to a Let's call it, for the sake of argument, a white hole. Mm. You go there, and it's, and you're the guys on the ship, and I'm McConaughey, aging, or whoever's. Oh yeah, not aging, and then going back, and everyone else is like, oh fuck, I'm just I'm twisted. Play the song.
2: The problem with all of this is that our feeble minds can't get a grip on it. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> there's only so much we can figure out, I and mean, maybe we can build. You know, amazing computers that can figure out what the universe is and where we are in it but how's it going to tell us if we're too stupid to understand
1: and that's why that's the argument for simulation is like we figured it out and we can't handle it so here's a pretty little world to go and live in and enjoy your time on earth
2: or is that the argument for
1: just tapping
2: into the supercomputers and becoming part of it so we can be smarter
1: is I don't see so yeah, I don't think smarter is more enjoyable like I think we've even talked about this going camping and spending time at Red Bluff with a simple life of all you got to do is feed yourself and yeah, but entertain the simple yourself life for a bit could is be just bliss just simple that's so bliss consciousness
2: what? living in bliss in space
1: just that's as simple as it gets state. It is. No feed required.
2: No, nothing. Smoke Whoa. some DMT and you can go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, have we are we going to come back a- after this last no, song?
2: No, no, I have to this go. Is a- <laughs> this is Good. the last song. I've selected it. And all right, it's a song that I reckon I've been listening to every year since it came out. And it's always one of my favorite songs. And it's a sick one to move your booty to. So if you can, fucking turn it up loud and fucking get down. It's The Roots and it's C2.0. Oh, you got anything else to add?
1: Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm sure we'll do it again. I like ripping out the tunes. This That last couple of minutes really spun my head around though. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> 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 if you've
2: made it this far...
1: Well done, and you, you deserve get, one you, more tune. You deserve um, the tune. Thanks, Andy. We'll be in touch. And um, Huru team, Huru.